0: We're live in three,
1: two. We are live, baby. Welcome in to Leather Brains. As always, your host, Slapdog. And do we have a fun filled episode for all you brainiacs out there today? We are going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins, some Dalvin Cook conversation, some Ooh. Isaiah Rodgers no longer being able to play football conversation. But the meat of our episode, we're going to be doing a Dynasty startup mock draft. So for all of you out there that are considering doing and joining a Dynasty League, I think this episode is going to be very, very helpful for you guys. And even for those that are already in a Dynasty League, I think this, this is still a really fun episode to kind of see where current players are going right now because... If you've been in a dynasty league for a while, obviously you're not redrafting these players year over year, so it'll be kind of fun to look at the ADPs of where players are currently going, maybe where you drafted them at at the time, and uh, so we're going to be doing that, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, and helpful as well, but I can't do this alone. I absolutely cannot do this episode alone, so today I have both Scotty and Yeti here with me. Gentlemen, how are you both doing? Yo, back-to-back weeks with Scotty on? I got no Rizzy, bro. It's crazy.
0: crazy.
2: Normally, I'm just a lazy pile, and all I do is sit around and do nothing and wallow in my self-pity. Oh, my God. Are
0: you okay? Yeah, I'm
2: great now that I'm here.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad to... Sasha's looking good, though.
2: Oh, yeah, we got to address the uh, the get-up. You're wearing a captain's hat. I am,
1: yes. Well... I might strip by the end of the episode. For those watching, I think they might get kind of excited about that. I Yikes. I, I feel as if I'm the captain of this, uh, this show, and I'm going to steer us in the right direction on this ship that we are on. But more importantly, I'm going on a cruise next week, so I figured why not break out the attire just a week early. I will not be around next week for all the brainiacs that are used to listening to my disgusting, gritty voice. It's not going to be here. So, I'm going to leave it up to you two gentlemen and potentially Alan to uh, to be a part of that, but I, I will not be around. So, I figured I want to wear this. I like this outfit and it's kind of fun. Why not bring it out? So, that's that's kind of what I did here. Uh, gentlemen, are we ready to just get down to business? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. First piece of news. I, I really... this. Let's talk about. Let's just talk about it. I'm, I'm getting kind of frustrated with it, just a little bit. We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook. He received an offer from the Miami Dolphins. The parameters of the deal were not disclosed, but there is mutual interest here. I don't like this landing spot for fantasy purposes. I think it really muddies up this backfield even more. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but um, I think it's kind of gross.
0: Yeah, I mean, if. I think Miami is probably one of the worst landing spots for Dalvin Cook, considering they are already have Rohim Mostert and then Jeff Folson Jr., obviously. Um, these guys signed two-year deals this offseason, so it's not like they're going anywhere. I do think their contracts are team-friendly, but still, it's like, why would you add Dalvin Cook when you already have those two backs? Um, now, as far as usage goes for Dalvin Cook, if he were to land with Miami, we're looking at a true split backfield. Amongst these three running backs, I think Dalvin cook is probably he's easily the best running back of the three But for consistency, I think cook is gonna fall off fall out of that rb1 range that we're used to seeing them in
2: Yeah, and I think truthfully that pretty much no matter where he landed He was going to be in a committee of some form or another
0: So I don't I don't know that
2: anyone was gonna expect him to leave and be a, a you know solid rb1 somewhere But what this really does is makes me sad for Devin a chain uh, because I was really hoping he would have an opportunity to kind of work his just, way his into name? the lineup
1: I was always I, saying arcane
2: I don't think there's an R in it it's just a chain is it yeah
1: but okay.
2: uh, I, I was really hoping he'd have an opportunity to work his way into this rotation and maybe start to take over a lot of the beat reporters are coming out saying that he's impressing people um you know in the off season but uh, now it seems like if this happens that is far into the future.
1: I mean, is there a spot that would make you guys excited about like a a Dalvin Cook signing? Like maybe the Cowboys with Tony Pollard potentially not being ready week one. Like they could kind of have a split backfield like him and Zeke did last year. Is there with the Cowboys suffice or is there anywhere else that you could see him having a complimentary role that's still fantasy relevant for himself?
0: In my mind, the only team that really needs a running back right now where Dalvin Cook can be a, I would say a top 15 running back would be with Denver. And I say that just because Javante Williams, we don't know if he's going to be healthy for the start of the season because he's coming off of a completely torn knee, basically. Um, They do have some RJP Ryan uh, in Denver as a backup, but I think Dalvin Cook... Could easily see the early down work and we've also seen his upside with receiving so he he's in every down back right um I've seen rumors of him going to the Patriots but again I don't know how much I like that just because we have Stevenson there already what about the Rams and the Rams would be interesting but you also have Cam Akers and I, I think we're gonna start I mean we could say that about every team they already have a running back so I'm It feels like no matter where Dalvin Cook goes right now, there's already an established RB1. Um, I think the best case scenario for Dalvin Cook is he holds out until the season starts and he hopes for somebody to get hurt and he gets paid to be a RB1 in that offense.
1: Uh, Do you think there's any concern? And and not that, that I disagree with that statement, but there's still some some. Big name aging running backs out there that are currently they're free agents. You have Kareem Hunt, you have Zeke, of course, Leonard Fournette, and now Dalvin Cook. They're all you know they were all big name running backs just a couple of years ago, and they were very sought after. And now they're just sitting on on free agency. So does that muddy up the water for any of these guys? I mean, they're all you know even last year, most of them were still usable running backs to to some degree, and now they're just sitting there. So. Does that, does that leave any concern for you as far as you know, you're know? you hoping, not you're hoping, but one of them is probably hoping that a running back gets hurt so they can go join that team. But realistically, there's a couple different options. So even from a financial standpoint, can't these teams just say, you know, we'll take the cheapest one out of all you guys and, and deal with it, depending on price, of course, um, because they're all kind of within that same wheelhouse to some pedigree.
0: Sure, I, I could see that, right? But I don't think any of the running backs equal what Delvin Cook can do on the field. You could argue that Kareem Hunt probably is the closest because he doesn't have as much tread on his tires, sitting behind Nick Chubb for the past couple of years. Um, so I, I could see Kareem Hunt and Delvin Cook getting similar contracts. But at this point, I would say all these veteran running backs are looking at one year, I think two year max contracts with minimal guaranteed money.
2: that's it's just the way that the market is for running backs right now i mean you just can't expect anything better than that and like diddy said i mean all of these teams pretty much have established backfields, so pretty much any one of those guys are just going to ruin fantasy hopes and not make fantasy hopes
1: do you think that that moving forward in years to come and and we're already starting to see that like you mentioned scotty where these running backs are the market is not there for them do we think that running backs are going to become a dime a dozen for a lot of NFL teams and, and they're not going to get paid the money that they feel that they deserve?
2: I I don't know, because the thing is, is that it's hard to blame the league. I mean, you've seen a couple pieces being released now by different uh, publications saying that, oh, it's not fair the way running backs are being treated. But, you know, is it is it not fair? Because the league is obviously moving in a pass-friendly direction. And on top of that, just with the wear that running backs take, their shelf life being so short – it's it's hard to justify paying them huge sums of money because then you end up like the Dallas Cowboys with Zeke I mean you just get stuck in these bad positions and the running back ages out of their contract before it's over Um, so it's hard to blame the league it seems like as long as we're doing this air raid style of football all around the league it just doesn't make a lot of sense to spend a huge amount of money on a running back
1: so do you think that even like your big names like your McCaffrey's or your John Taylor's like a Brees Hall would probably be a, a conversational piece for this as well like they're going to start getting phased out from a financial standpoint. Is that something you're not in your head? Yes, Yeti. So you kind of think that that might be the case.
0: I'm starting to think that rookie running backs that are in this generational talent pool that we're talking about, like Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Bijan, even I'll throw him in that category now. I think we're going to see these guys get the most money from their rookie contracts. I don't think beyond their rookie contracts that they're going to see as much guaranteed money going forward just because of the way that the the, uh, free agency is looking now, the way offenses are looking now. Teams are figuring out, uh, I mean, look at the Chiefs. Teams are figuring out that they don't have to spend 10 of 15 million dollars on running backs anymore they can go get a guy in the seventh round and be productive or they can get a cheap guy in in the free agency for you know a million dollars to go catch passes out of the backfield so i i'm starting to think that rookie contracts are going to be the top four running backs going forward and then beyond that Mm -hmm. And it's hard to see like $15 million guaranteed every year, like Christian McCaffrey's getting. Well,
2: and the longer that these big name running backs sit in free agency, the worse it's going to get for the running back situation as a whole, because now, now you see, okay, these, even these guys who are talented, who are very talented and can make a big impact on the football field teams still aren't paying the money for them. So it's only going to get worse from here. And you also have to think that the running back position is at least this applies to the running back more than any other position, that you almost expect them to come into the league and slowly get worse. Whereas as the wide receiver, you say, okay, well, they have to build a relationship with the quarterback and they have to kind of work their way into a good situation on the field. But the running back, they come in at peak athleticism and it declines from there. So I agree with Yeti hundred percent. I think this is just going to be the new norm for the foreseeable future.
1: What does this do for fantasy purposes? I know, I, I know we can move on from this, but like I, I think it is a really interesting conversational topic it makes it that much more difficult for fantasy football. Like, do you think that eventually some leagues might even cut out the RB two and just maybe put a, an additional flex position in just to kind of help transition that because running backs are becoming that much harder to try and get the good ones. And there's less of them. Or do you think that, you know, it makes it that much more valuable for fantasy football? I think
0: RB twos need to stay in fantasy just because every week is a gamble with fantasy. You know, if, I think the tight end position is a big gamble every week, too. If you're not locking down the top two guys and Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, like every week you're looking at what the fuck should I do? Um, and I think that's kind of how RV2s can be looked going forward, um, just because we are starting to see the Cowbell running backs diminish very quickly in the NFL, or we're, we're seeing guys like Austin Eckler, they kind of save their legs for later on in the season. So they're not as productive for the first eight weeks of the season because they're resting, right? So it's almost like you you just need to to draft solid offenses that are going to get in the red zone more often. You need to get those committee running backs on those offenses to solidify your RB2 role if you're not able to lock down a guy like Christian McCaffrey or Bijan early on.
1: Okay, uh, Brees Hall, he's not guaranteed to play week one per Ian Rapoport. Are we surprised by this? Are we concerned by this? Do we think that that uh, this is something that we need to keep very close attention to, or or are we kind of just, it's still early and, uh, and we don't need to hit the alarm button yet?
2: I, I think you need to approach the season as though Brees Hall is going to miss several games, but... You know the good thing is, is that Brees Hall will be worth it. This is going to be an explosive offense that's going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. You want to have him on your roster, so he's worth the wait. Uh, but I do think you have to go in and you know maybe maybe drop him a couple spots in your rankings uh, just because I don't think he's going to be there for the first few weeks. But uh, but he's going to be worth it. I mean, I'm not shying away from him by any means.
1: Yeah, you're muted. Oops, but your sorry. mouth was moving. It was uh, yep. beautiful.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. Um, I just I was trying to say that Brees Hall currently in best ball leagues he is the twelfth running back off the board, so he's going behind guys like uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Najee, and Derrick Henry. Um, I, I still think right now I want those three guys over Brees Hall, and I would even argue I'd be happy getting Etn over Brees Hall and. Probably Jameer Gibbs over Brees uh, Hall. At this See, I
1: don't, that's where I might draw the line. I think it, Gibbs just scares me because I think it's going to be, you know, Montgomery might have a Williams-esque role. Um, is it concerning that even with Hall in this offense, I mean, obviously we were just talking about running backs at nauseum. This is a high-powered offense or should be you know on paper there's a lot of weapons on this offense are we concerned that there's a lot of mouths to feed and that could cut into Brees Hall's efficiency from a fantasy perspective
0: yeah that's exactly why I'm fading Brees Hall at his current ADP and even going into the season I don't want to touch Brees Hall Um, I think that this offense is going to look a lot different than it did last year um, because there are more mouths to feed like you had mentioned but it's also worth noting that Brees Hall is coming off an ACL surgery. When was the last time we saw a running back produce off of a torn ACL? Right after, a season after.
1: No, have- and you bringing up that point, I was going to bring up J.K. Dobbins as somebody that we saw last year. You know, a lot of people were excited about his return, took him at a decent ADP, didn't really hit much momentum. Towards the end of the season, he did, right? Uh, but, but previous to that, he didn't, and so... You bring up a wonderful point. You know, you look at these running backs that have had leg injuries, and then they come back, and typically they're pretty slow to get get back up on the horse and and start riding again. So, I, I agree. I think for dynasty purposes, I'm not I'm not super concerned. Obviously, I think Hall's still one of those top tier mm. running back owns, but from a redraft perspective, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that there is some some reason to be slightly alarmed about that.
2: I think that the scoring opportunity that he should have mitigates a lot of those concerns for me. Um, assuming that this offense comes out and performs like we hope they do, I mean, I'm I'm sort of getting Broncos vibes nowadays. Like with with this team, that you have this you know this solid quarterback supposedly coming in, and they're going to be an explosive offense and a Super Bowl contender, and you just don't know how it's going to work out. And we saw how bad that can turn out. But assuming this offense comes in and performs like we hope, I just think. You know, you, you have an offense now with a bunch of weapons. You have a solid quarterback in the backfield. They're not going to have to rely on Brees Hall like they did J.K. Dobbins when he came back. It, it's This is not a run-first offense. So I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to get in the red zone a lot. He has a lot of scoring opportunities, so I'm not shying away from him at all. I do think that everyone you mentioned, Yeti, I agree with you. I'd probably take over him. So, like I said, drop him a little bit in the rankings just because of the injury and because of the mouths to feed. Uh, but ultimately, if he's on my roster, I'm not going to be upset about it.
0: Okay. I do think it's worth note- noting just one more thing about this whole uh, Jets running back situation that Zonovan Knight and Michael Carter are the backups uh, for Brees Hall. So if you do draft Brees Hall in a, in a redraft format, I would look to handcuff yourself with, with one of those guys. Even in Dynasty, if either one of those guys are floating around, they should be serviceable for the first couple weeks of the season.
1: Okay, next running back on the docket is Josh Jacobs. There could be a holdout, Yeti. Your, your, uh, your man over there for the Raiders. Week one could be a holdout if a long-term deal is not reached. You think that there's a chance he could actually hold out? I think so, man. Um, from everything that I've
0: read about this situation, the Raiders aren't willing to negotiate a long-term deal with a lot of guaranteed money or not even a lot of guaranteed money, but it's a matter of the years on the contract for Josh Jacobs. He wants the comfort of being on the, on the Raiders for a long period of time, whether that's four years, I don't know exactly what the years are, but he's looking for a long-term like this is it type of contract for him. Um, All accounts are he doesn't want to leave the Raiders, but if he can't come to that deal, he's gone. Um, so I, am not surprised if I wouldn't be surprised. I should say if he holds out, I
2: just don't understand what leverage he has. Uh, This is a team that's looking to rebuild here in the near future. Anyway, it's not like they want to spend a bunch of money or lock somebody into a long-term deal. And if he goes into free agency, like we already talked about, the running back situation is a mess. Who's going to spend big money or or give him a big contract to come be in a committee in their backfield? I just don't see it happening at mm-hmm. his age. It it seems like he has no leverage. I think he should take what he can get.
1: Is is Zamir White a potential roster hold for those that are uh, playing Dynasty?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think Zamir goes into the early down roles of the short yardage guy as well for the Raiders, but. For third down, we're looking at Amir Abdullah and Brandon Bolden taking over the pass catching work for Josh Jacobs, who's the do it all back for the Raiders right now. Um, but Zamir would be the guy to own in this offense moving forward.
1: Okay, uh, you know I don't know the Raiders aren't on a good trajectory, right? I mean, and I I I mean no disrespect, Yeti, you're our Raiders Homer, <laughs> but we know what the Raiders are. I mean Jimmy G or Jim, as we're calling him. Jim Garoppolo is not going to be getting it done, right? And we we know what he is. He's never ever supported a, a wide receiver one, like you mentioned in in one of your uh, your threads last week on Twitter. He has never supported a wide receiver one except Debo Samuel, and that was the year that Debo Samuel cracked top ten solely because of his rushing upside. So this is this is very alarming. This is I, I'm interested to see how this progresses for Devontae Adams because he is arguably the smoothest route runner in the NFL, but he's getting older too, right? So you look at this team, you look at kind of where they're going. I think from a, a team perspective, it probably makes sense not to try and sign Josh Jacobs to a long-term deal. Like if you look at this team, you're gonna be going under a rebuild. Like that's, that is where this team is headed. And so you don't wanna lock up one of these aging running backs that we just talked about to a long-term deal because what are you going to get in return for them especially when you don't know what your team is going to look like in the next two years so that that's my thoughts Mm -hmm. i understand he wants to get paid but what's this team from a team perspective they probably know that they're they're not in a good spot everybody on the outside
0: of the raiders front organization knows that they're under a rebuild or they should be trending that way but if you look at the signings that the Raiders had in the offseason, they seem to think otherwise. They seem to think that they have a, a a team that can do something. Obviously, we look at it, everybody looks at it like, what the fuck are you doing? Which is how I see it too. I see that the Raiders should be going under a rebuild. The signings tell me differently. And if that's the case, then it doesn't make sense why they, they are holding out on Josh Jacobs. Because if they truly think they are a legitimate team, I'm not saying I believe that, but the front office is... Josh Jacobs is your guy on that offense. He sure. is the whole offense, and he has been for the past four seasons. So you sign him, you lock him down.
1: I Yeah, I just – I think they probably also know what they have. And that's, that's kind of my indication with the fact that they haven't signed him because Josh Jacobs is a great running back. I mean, he was a focal point in your guys' offense last year. So it's not like he's some schmuck that just wants to get paid. He is a top-tier athletic running back, but they don't want to sign him because – they have a lot of a lot of problems that are about to, to hit the fan here. And, and Josh Jacobs is probably small potatoes from a big picture perspective. So mm-hmm. uh Isaiah Pacheco, another running back. The Chiefs hope that Isaiah Pacheco will be ready to return by the middle of training camp, according to Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Pacheco continues to rehab from offseason surgeries to repair a torn labrum and a broken bone in his hand, probably because he runs like an absolute madman, and he just smashes himself into cement walls over and over again. As our Chiefs fan, Scotty, you concerned? Isaiah Pacheco is this concerning?
2: I think it's been clear since the first time we saw him run. He's a, he's a very exciting runner. We love him. We love the heart. Uh, as as Chiefs Nation, you know, everyone everyone hopes for the kingdom. best. But yeah, whatever. Chiefs Kingdom, all of it. Um, but I think the fact is, is that the way he runs and how physical he is and his size, he's not going to have a real long career as a bell cow. It's not going to, it's just not in the cards for him. So I think they, they try and keep him as healthy for as long as possible. If he gets injured, maybe they look at signing or signing one of those uh, free agent running backs just to get us through the season. Um, but, you know, ultimately we're just hoping for the best, but we understand the situation that Isaiah Pacheco is not going to be a long-term option for the Chiefs. I think he's going to finish out his rookie contract and, and end up somewhere else.
1: I, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, this year is he appealing because JD uh, McKissick is still back with him, or JD McKinnon, excuse me, um, is still back with the Chiefs. He was usable last year in a lot of the passing down work, and Pacheco saw more of the groundwork. So, do you think that? Do you guys expect that we're going to see a lot of that again this year? Given that Pacheco's healthy, of course.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think the only Chiefs piece that we can consistently rely on is. Kelsey in that offense because one week McKinnon's going to go off and the next week Pacheco's going to go off. They're just going to take turns.
1: I tend to agree, and I think that's that's one of the you know I owned Isaiah Pacheco in Dynasty, and I sold him off for that reason is because it's feast or famine with a Chiefs player every week, and I I didn't want to be stuck holding the smoking gun there. So I agree. I think from a running back perspective, he's fun. I love to watch him. Like you mentioned, Scotty, he's. I think he he's he takes bath salts and cocaine and then he puts his helmet on and goes out there and it's, it's electric, but I don't know if it's sustainable for, yeah. for himself. So hope he's back. Hope he gets healthy. But, uh, currently he is still rehabbing. So, and, uh, in a dynasty note,
0: uh, Deneric Prince
1: is a undrafted running
0: back that the chiefs picked up this, uh, off season he's been kind of flashy in training camp so far for the chiefs so if you have a roster spot i'm not saying go drop people for him but he could be worth rostering if uh there's further issues with pacheco
1: i i like that take a lot uh wide receiver deandre hopkins has received contract offers from the titans and the patriots according to espn's diana russini Hopkins representatives are hoping more teams show interest in him before he decides to sign with a team. Of course, what the Titans want him. What do you mean?
0: So, like, he's his team is hoping that more teams show interest in him. Like, is he not happy with the first game? with the first teams that's would like, you be ha-
1: if you wanted to get a ring and you were deandre hopkins age would you be ha- would do you think either of those teams are contenders for the super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where he's know. at he wants to go to the super bowl contending t- why would you not i mean he is he's getting old he's not got a lot of tread left on the tires he wants to go play for somewhere that he can get a ring at mm-hmm. i don't think he thinks that the patriots <laughs> or the titans are going to be those teams I, I also i don't think those are going to be the teams either I, I,
0: don't...
2: I, I think he's just going to have to cut back on his expectations one way or another, because he can't be signed to a relatively long-term deal. He can't make a bunch of money and go to a Super Bowl team that already has a bunch of weapons and contracts to, uh, or, or paychecks to send out. So he's got to start making compromises here. And I, you know, I personally think he ends up with the Patriots. I think that's the way it's, it's trending. I obviously he wants to work with Belichick. Um, I think that makes the most sense, but obviously the odds of him getting a ring there are basically zero.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a a whole conversation to be had about Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi, and like they're saying Mac Jones is a quarterback, but there's been a lot of controversy even in the middle of last season last year. There was a lot of murmurs about what's going on there, so that's a problem in and of itself. The Titans also don't really have a quarterback, right? They've got Will Levis, they've got Ryan Tannehill, and they have uh... help me out here.
0: Will Levis.
1: Will Levis, Malik Willis, Malik Willis. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, they got these three different quarterbacks. Probably going to be Tannehill, but but we don't know. And and so there's a lot of controversy going on there. The Titans. I I hope he doesn't land there for fantasy purposes, but in, with the same respect, AJ Brown was certainly useful when he was there. He was the only real wide receiver, but now they have Traylon Burks, who I think is is kind of a buy low prospect that we've kind of discussed a little bit, but. I don't know, man. I, I think that, like you said, Scotty, I think he has to really temper his expectations moving forward. Do you want money? Do you want a ring? Do you want to stay in the league for a while? Because all of these are, are factors that are going to be heavily weighed when you're, you know, if you're going to take a million dollars, you could probably go to any NFL team, right? Any NFL team will do it for that. So, how much do you want to get paid versus how much do you want that ring? And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. where he he needs to figure out those priorities. So, last piece of news here. This news came out. Today, Isaiah Rodgers, he's a kick returner for the Colts. He was suspended for one year due to camp due to gambling violations. So, not surprised by that. I've stated my opinions on this before. I think that that there is no room for this in the NFL, and they should not be allowed to play. They should be banned from playing in the NFL. Period. I don't think they should serve a suspension. That might be a little uh, a little mean to say, or that might be a little extreme, but. I don't think there's any room. If you're going to bet on NFL games while you're playing in them, I don't think there's any room for it. So uh, congrats on getting away what I believe to be very easy because I would have liked to see a much more severe suspension personally. So is that it? You guys have anything to add on any of that or anything else that you'd like to talk news for before we get into this mock draft?
2: If you're an NFL player and you're rich, stop gambling.
1: Yeah. Doesn't like, make any sense. Like Quintes Cephas, he was he was one of the Lions players that, that got caught gambling. He was suspended for a year and then he was cut from the Lions. Like wh- how, why would you do that? You Hopefully literally ruined your play. entire career. Because now a team's gonna be like, oh, I mean, Quintes Cephas wasn't anything crazy. Like he might get signed somewhere, but like why would you do it's so stupid, man? Like it just it makes me mad. I don't understand why somebody would do that. So all right. We're going to go ahead and move over to our Dynasty Mock Draft startups. Let's bust, baby.
2: Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust.
1: So, we this is a Superflex, gentlemen. I know that uh you guys are are uh we're doing this together, but this is a Superflex league. So, for those that are not watching, it's two wide receivers, two running backs, two flex positions, a tight end position. Of course, you're super flex. And then I gave, we have two bench spots. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Scotty, you have the third overall pick. Okay. So the first two players off the board are Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. And you, my friend, are on the clock.
2: Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to have to go with good old Joey B here. Um, I like, obviously, Josh Allen was still on the board for me as well. I'm going with Joey B because I think his long term usefulness is going to outlast. Uh, Josh Allen, just given their play style, so I think Joey B is going to be a good long term option. I'm happy with it.
1: Okay, uh, you took Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert is next, and now I am on the clock with the fifth overall pick. Josh Allen still here, and you know I think that's good value for me. I really wanted to take a wide receiver there, but uh, you you can't pass up on a top tier quarterback like Josh Allen. So I think I'm going to take him. I do that. Jamar Chase is off the board and Justin Jefferson goes right after. Yeti, it's to you. You have the eighth overall pick, my friend, in or on the clock.
0: All right. So I'm looking at the board here and Lamar Jackson is the best uh, quarterback available. I'm a big believer in Lamar Jackson this year. And uh, I I like that he has a comfort uh, with the contract. Yep. I'm going Lamar here with the eighth pick.
2: I hope he doesn't, you know tear his shoulder off immediately
1: yeah that'd be really unfortunate justin fields goes afterward and cd lamb we're now in the second round where trevor lawrence goes first in the second round and then we see Bijan robinson first running back off the board at the 202 meaning yeti you were back on the clock my friend
0: all right so in in my opinion this is you need to get a top wide receiver early because top wide receivers hold their value longer and it's a PPR league, obviously. Best available wide receiver at this current juncture is A.J. Brown, who I happen to love here with Jalen Hurts. So I'm going with A.J. Brown as my wide receiver one.
1: I dig it. We have the second running back off the board right after that at Christian McCaffrey. And Garrett Wilson goes after. I'm on the clock. Anthony Richardson is the best ADP, but I don't know if I'm buying that. I, there's still a lot of concerns for me there. Obviously, quarterbacks in a super flex league are one of the most valuable positions. Anthony Richardson is slightly, I mean, he is unproven, and there's a lot of concerns there. I'm going to have to go with the uh, the Yeti mantra there with the wide receivers. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take Amon Ross St. Brown because he is a top-tier wide receiver, and uh, and they hold their value really well. So right after that, Richardson does go off the board, and Scotty, it's back to you, my friend.
2: Yeah, I got Brees Hall is recommended here as the as the best ADP option. But, you know, I just don't think taking a running back here is the wise move. I think, like Yeti said, you want to try and secure these wide receivers while you can because they're going to be on your team for a long time. And I got a young one staring me right in the face here. I'm going to go ahead and pick Jalen Waddle. Um, I think that Tyree kills, obviously, time is limited. So Jalen Waddle is going to step into hopefully a wide receiver one role, whether it's there or somewhere else uh, down the line. So I think it's a good pick.
1: Okay, you're back on the clock. Brees Hall and John Taylor both went. Kelsey and Watson being Deshaun Watson, and it is back to you, Scott.
2: Oh, man, now I can uh, really lock in somebody. But I think what I'm going to do is go ahead and go for somebody a little bit younger, and I'm going to go ahead and bet on the future of Jameer Gibbs.
1: Not a bad pick. Saquon Barkley goes after that, and it is back to me. I could go with the Josh Allen Stefan Diggs stack which is really really appealing but this is dynasty right and so you have to take into account age and contract there is a little bit of controversy going on with Stefan Diggs as well where is he going to like there's some drama going on with him so I'm that I'm cognizant of it Tyreek Hills another one that he's going to be he's great he's going to be around for a couple more years maybe so in dynasty you want to try and squeeze as much value out of it as you can I think Mm. I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna do digs. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Diggs. I'm gonna do Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and hope that they will rekindle the flame. So don't
2: throw win now mode.
1: I am after that we have Olave and Hillgo and Yeti, it's back to you. Alright, so
0: the best ADP right now or the recommended ADP right now is Bryce Young and Dak Prescott at quarterback. I think right now I'm okay on those quarterbacks. So I'm going to look again for a wide receiver here. Uh, We have T. Higgins and Cooper Cup available. Uh, Devontae Smith is also available, but I already have A.J. Brown. So um, I already have A.J. Brown. Like I said, I'm comfortable with taking T. Higgins as my wide receiver too for my team going with t here
1: okay bryce young dak prescott go after that cooper cup Devonte smith yeti it is back to you all right so i have two wide receivers we
0: could start looking at running backs here the top five running backs available right now are austin eckler Ken- kenny walker etn josh jacobs and Najee. Oh, this is a tough situation. Uh, obviously, I need to get a running back at some point. Austin Eckler, 29 years old. Kenny Walker in an interesting situation. Uh, all five of these guys are kind of iffy for me right now. Hmm. God. Just take a I, kicker. Okay, yeah. Right. I should take a kicker at this point. Um, honestly... I feel like with my team the way it is right now I i, I mean we're four picks in right but I feel like adding Austin Eckler wouldn't be a bad addition to my team just because he's, he's on a top offense uh, I'm a big believer in Kellen Moore their new offensive coordinator and I think Austin Eckler can produce for a couple more years so
1: I'll take Eckler here okay two tight ends go off the board right after that Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts are both gone and it's back to me I was really hoping Kyle Pitts was going to be there Scotty I, I thought that I wasn't going to take him, but I thought maybe he'd fall to you and, and you'd get all giddy inside.
2: I probably would take him.
1: Uh, ADP-wise, Kenneth Walker is who I should take here. I I am very hesitant to do so. Uh, so looking at kind of where I'm at around here, hmm, this is kind of gross area. I, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. Because even if he does not play for the Raiders this upcoming year, I think he will find a home and still be usable. So he's still got some tread left on those tires, and I'm okay doing that because I, I do need a running back one. JSN is who I wanted to take, but I did not. and He just went. So, Scotty, it's to you.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and secure hopefully a solid quarterback two for the future and maybe grow into a quarterback one in C.J. Stroud.
1: Okay, I like that pick. And then we got Kenneth Walker, Kyler Murray, Drake London, DK are off the board. It's back to you, Scotty. Both your quarterback positions are filled with Burrow and Stroud. You have Waddle and Gibbs as your other players.
2: Yeah, so far my team's looking like a team that might not be a win-now mode. So I am slowly pivoting to more youth and upside going forward. Um, so with that in mind, I think I'm going to go ahead and skip over some of the running backs that would be really useful for me right now. Devontae Adams is appealing, but obviously old. So I'm going to skip over him. I'm going to go ahead and take Travis Etienne and hope that he's useful for the long term.
1: OK, Adams goes after that and I'm back on the clock. Tua's is there. Daniel Jones is there. I could, you know, uh, I kind of share the same sentiment in, in a lot of regards as far as I have a medley of, of youth right now. And kind of age. Um, I'm kind of in that sweet spot. But these running backs are not something I'm necessarily excited in. I'm going to take Daniel Jones here. Tua was the person I should have taken. But I am a little concerned with his brain. Uh, he, you know, I, I do think he is one hit from potentially being um, a, a huge problem if he's ever going to play again. I like Daniel Jones for his rushing upside. So I'm going to go ahead and, and snag him there. Najee goes after that. And then Tua. Yeti, it's to you.
0: All right, so the player recommended to me is a player I'm actually going to take here. I'm going to listen to Sleeper, and I'm going to take the TJ Hawk Hawkinson. Doc. And I, I think he is a he should be a top three easy tight end in Dynasty formats, uh, considering that—God, uh, I can't even think of his name. Who's a wide receiver that left the Vikings? Thielen. Um, Thielen. Thielen's no longer there. We saw Hawkinson step into a big role as soon as he got traded to Minnesota. More targets are open. I like Hawkinson to explode in this offense even further, man.
1: Okay. Uh, Stevenson went after that and Pollard, followed by Christian Watson and Nick Chubb. It's back to you, Yeti.
0: All right. ADP-wise, we're looking at two rookie wide receivers in Quinton Johnson and Jordan Addison. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I really like Addison here, but I just took Hawkinson, so I already have a piece of that Minnesota offense. Quarterback, we got Kirk Cousins, another Minnesota uh, piece that I don't want to dabble into too much. Oh, boy, oh, boy. This is an interesting situation to be in, boys. Um, Um you know what? Uh, I'm gonna sorry, Slaps. I'm gonna steal your guy here. I'm gonna take Quinton Johnson. Uh, I think he has a lot of upside here uh, at this point in the in the draft with the Chargers. So. I
1: agree. I think long term, which is you know what we're looking for in dynasty, Johnson, Johnson is as you know that I am a big fan of. I think the opportunity is there for him. So which gets me pretty excited. J.K. Dobbins goes after that, and then Jordan Addison putting me on the clock. My ADP. I should be taking Derrick Henry here, but. I am not going to take Derek Henry here. I'm going to take a shot on Jerry Judy. The youth is there. The talent is there. I do believe he's going to be a wide receiver one for our, the Broncos, and I think the Broncos are going to be in a much better position from just an all-around team perspective than they were last year with uh, Nathaniel Hackett out of there. So I'm going to take Jerry Judy and believe in in the potential hype. After that is Debo Samuel. Scotty, it's to you.
2: Yeah, I uh, am hurting at receiver right now. Obviously got a lot of youth. Uh, we'll make so some I'm trades. Shy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm kind of going for upside here. Um, not too old of a guy. Uh, I, think, I think I'm think i going to go ahead and pick up DJ Moore here. I'm going to bet on that offense improving in a lot of ways. Justin Fields improving in a lot of ways with the new receiver core. DJ Moore only 26 years old, so he's still got a lot of tread left on those tires. So I'm hoping that he can come in and make an impact right away.
1: Okay. Um, following uh your dj moore pick which i do like i like that dj moore pick quite a bit i think that he is uh you know we talked about dj moore quite a bit on on a lot of different episodes dj moore is somebody that is usually has found success in the last five years of his nfl career he's hit 1100 yards and three of them with different quarterbacks every single year so i think this is a very stable situation for him to be in i'm excited for dj moore and the bears offense this year and uh so i like that a lot Williams goes, that being Javante, right after that. And then Jamal Williams right after that. And then Calvin Ridley and Derrick Henry. Scotty, it's back to you.
2: Yeah, I am George Kittle here. um, And I think if my team was made up a little bit better where I had some, you know, I had some youth and then I had some guys who were going to make an impact immediately. And I was, it was confident in, I think I would take George Kittle, but given the makeup of my team here with a a lot of young guys, two rookies, um, I'm going to, I think, look further down the board here and try and get some more youth and hopefully compete for a long time. So I think I'm going to go ahead and take Michael Pittman here and hope that that offense with a revitalized quarterback situation is going to make some moves.
1: Okay. George Kittle. It is worth noting, Michael Pittman, this is the last year of his contract, I believe. Is that correct, Eddie? Yeah. So, I mean, he, he could end up with a different team after this year. Could be better for him. Could be worse for him. But Michael Pittman has been the Colts wide receiver one for quite a while. So, George Kittle goes after that. And it's up to me. Damian Pierce is who the ADP says to grab I just don't know. I'm not excited about that. I mean, Damian Pierce was somebody that was certainly usable. They've kind of brought in a different running back. Um, Damian Harris is down there now to, to help with that as well. So, And then there's DeAndre Swift. I love wide receivers. I, I am a big – I like young, talented wide receivers that are showing promise, and I think Traylon Burks could do that for me. So I think I'm going to take Traylon Burks. He's uh, he is currently the only wide receiver for the Titans, and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and roll with that. Right after that is DeAndre Swift and Damian Pierce. Go, Yeti. It's to you. Your current roster. You're you only have one quarterback right now, and that's Lamar Jackson. So ADP wise, Kirk Cousin and Jared Goff are right there. You take either of these guys. Yes, sir.
0: Not yet, my friend. I don't think so. I, I just want to ask you real quick. How much did my thread with uh, about Burks help you? Make
1: it you tickled consistent? me. It did tickle me a little bit. <laughs> I I I wasn't. I haven't written Burks off at all. I don't think he's the caliber of A.J. Brown. I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I'm not saying you are, are thinking that either. But um, they don't have anybody there. And that, to yeah. me, is enticing. Now, if DeAndre Hopkins actually signs with the Titans, that could get a little bit more interesting for me. I think he falls down a little bit for a fantasy perspective but where he is currently at he's in a really great spot his biggest issue is is who's gonna play quarterback for him and asthma and asthma yeah asthma will get anybody though
0: yep all right boys so i i don't have a quarterback uh but i don't like taking kirk cousins here um oh i'm looking at the running back position and honestly joe mixon is the top running back available i know there's a lot of concerns with joe mixon but i think he's one of those guys that is a solid buy low right now he's still only 26 years old and he's got he's under contract for a few more years um as the cowbell running back in an explosive offense i think i'm going to take my odds with joe mixon here
1: joey mixon off the board followed by dallas goddard brandon iuke george pickens and scary Terry, I got a question for you, and I'm gonna, just going to pause this draft so that way Yeti doesn't get screwed here on this on this pick here because we only have two minutes. Is Scary Terry the right move over Jahan Dotson? You think? I think I'd rather and have Jahan Dotson for dynasty purposes.
2: I think there's a good shot that Jahan Dotson outperforms Scary Terry this year, and I think certainly for dynasty purposes, I think that's going to be uh, the better move.
0: I think Scary Terry is one of those guys that consistently gets shit on um, just because he doesn't do anything flashy except put up consistent wide receiver two numbers. Um, I think he's in that ballpark with DJ Moore as far as guys that are like, oh, you know, he he puts up stats. Great. You know, he's consistent, consistent. But we're going to see Scary Terry in a a new offense. Obviously, quarterback situation is a little iffy, right, with uh, Sam Howell. Projected a start, I do think eventually um, Brissett's going to be the main main guy there, which will help Scary Terry. But I, I think Scary Terry is the wide receiver one to own in that <clears throat> offense. All he does is put up stats consistently. Let he, me.
2: Oh, sorry. Good. I no, don't mean to interrupt you go you. ahead. Well, I was just going to say in weeks 13 to 18 after Jahan Dotson came back from injury, he ranked 20th in target share with 24 percent, third in red zone target share at 50 percent. and 17th in weighted opportunity and 13 13th in yards per route run. His upside is off the charts and we just don't realize it yet because he wasn't on the field. So I think he's going to come out and and make a lot of people uh, sad that they drafted Terry McLaurin over him.
0: But on the flip side, it's not like Scary Terry shit the bed either. doing No, no, no. Right I, and either. I
2: don't think he's bad. I don't hate him. I just think the upside is worth it with Jahan Dotson with the potential that he has in that offense, which is going to be a crapshoot anyway. So if I'm going to you know, take a receiver on a crapshoot offense, I want to take the one with upside.
1: Especially oh, like being dynasty that we're drafting right now in a mock draft. Like, and I'm, none of us took either of these players. So there's, there's no hard feelings at all. But with none of us, taking this and this being a dynasty format like would you rather have the youth of Jahan dotson than scary terry
0: i guess it depends on how your your team is looking right now yeah, if you're if you if you want consistent like if you have two wide receivers that are like kind of risky you know that they might get hurt then i think going with scary terry might give you that consistency that you want but if you want upside then i think dotson is a guy to go with
1: okay I was just curious because I I personally am in the the Jahan Dotson camp over Scary Terry as well, uh, but I know that a lot of people still love Scary Terry and I Scary Terry is one of those players I had him in redraft two years ago and he he broke me to my core and I can't I just can't forgive him for it so that might be yeah. part of it.
2: Sorry, I'm with Calvin Ridley. I get it.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry, Yeti, you're, you're on the clock here. Lamar Jackson is still your only quarterback. You have two running backs in Eckler and Mixon and three wide receivers in A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, and Johnston with the Chargers. You also have Hawkinson. So what are you doing here?
0: Uh, so I can either lock up another flex position or I can take a quarterback is kind of how I'm thinking right now. Um, projected quarterbacks, obviously, in this range are still Kirk and Jared Goff. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger yet. We have guys that are available in the flex like... um, Oops, sorry, I messed up my rankings here. Uh, We have Chris Godwin, who I recently just wrote about uh, last week or two weeks ago, actually. I think Chris Godwin is one of those guys that is getting overlooked because Baker Mayfield is going to be the quarterback. But I actually think Chris Godwin fits what Baker does pretty well. Um, If you look at what Baker was able to do with his time with the uh, Browns. He he did support Jarvis Landry, who plays in the slot. Chris Godwin, also a slot guy, short ADP guy. And I think Chris Godwin is going to get targeted quite a bit in this offense just because they're going to be playing from behind. Um, I, I think Chris Godwin is a perfect buy low guy, and I'll happily take him right here over guys like, say, Flowers and Jahan Donson.
1: Okay. Okay miles sanders and rashad white are off the board and it is back to me i am very wide receiver heavy right now all things considered i have amon ross st brown stefan diggs jerry judy and traylon burks both my quarterbacks being josh allen and daniel jones my only running back being josh jacobs so looking at the list here we're getting kind of out there Cam Akers is the first running back on the board, and I don't hate that pick. I think there's still some other wide receivers. Like I said, I get re- I get I get a little stiff for wide receivers, gentlemen, if you cannot tell. Uh, Jahan Dotson's still there, of course. Amari Cooper, Hollywood Brown. Dalton Kincaid would be the tight end that's top of the board. I think I'm going to have to do Cam Akers right now. He currently is the running back one for the Rams. I need another running back. He's young. Hopefully, the the drama is over with Cam Akers and the Rams organization, and they have all come to uh, love each other and cherish each other, so that's who I've gone with. Uh, following that is Zay Flowers. Scotty, it's to you. Your team is currently CJ Stroud and Joey B for your quarterbacks, your wide receivers being Pity City, DJ Moore, and Jalen Waddle, and your running backs being Travis, Etienne, and Gibbs. What do yeah, you
2: if you wouldn't have taken Cam Akers, I would have because I need to sure up that running back room a little bit with the uh, uncertainty around Gibbs. Um, but you you did take him, so I don't have that option. So Sorry, I'm buddy. looking down the line here. I'm looking at running backs. Uh, you know, I'd like to secure those, but I'm not real excited about taking anybody this early in the running back room. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to go ahead and draft John Dotson.
1: Okay. Jahan Dotson's off the board. Dalton Kincaid, Amari Cooper, Isaiah Pacheco, and Christian Kirk. Scotty, it's back to you, buddy.
2: Oh, back to me already. That's good. All right. So I am uh, still missing a tight end here. I'd still like to get another running back. Um, the Muth is uh, on the board there. Oh, you're going
1: to get Luth with the Muth?
2: I'm not, because I've got a running back, be- or I've got a, a a tight end that I've got my eye on that I'm excited about this year that I think is being overlooked quite a bit. So I'm going to look a little bit further down uh, in our draft, only going 11 rounds here. Um, you know, now we're at the point where I can start to take a stabs on a few things. Um, and let's look here. I think I'm going to take a stab at stab that baby. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take a safer pick. I'm going to take Alexander Madison. I'm going to secure that running back room a little bit. Um, Obviously, drafted him a little bit early, but given my situation, I know he's going to get a workload. I know he's going to put up some points. I don't know if it'll be super exciting, but I do think that he's got a lot of upside.
1: Okay. Not a bad pick. AJ or Aaron Jones goes after that, and it's to me. Now, what I really want to do here is I really want to take Kirk Cousins because Yeti still needs a quarterback. Quarterbacks are very, very important for Dynasty Superflex leagues. Kirk Cousins does kind of scare me, though, because this is the last year of his contract, but if he plays really well, I think he'll still have a little bit of life left in him. And I could use it for trade bait later on down the road. So I think I'm actually going to take Kirk Cousins here. I, I'm i going to need another quarterback because these quarterbacks are going to go on by. And so, uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins finished his quarterback nine last year. I think this offense could be even better than it was last year. And he's tied to, uh, to two really good receivers as well as Hawkinson. So Cousins off the board. Kenny Pickett is off the board. And Jared Goff is off the board. Yeti, you still have one quarterback. Are you going to take one here? Will you just you know, take one so I can stop saying that because it's getting so Yeah, awesome. I know. I know.
0: This This kind of sucks because Jared Goff was my guy. That's who I was going to take with this pick if he was available. So I am proposing a trade to Team Seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, man, now the next quarterback that I, I want to take is a little bit further down um, this list. So I might have to look elsewhere. Looking at my current team, I have four wide receivers wide receivers and two running backs that are kind of in interesting positions. Um oh boy. You know what? I, I think for because I, I am much like Slaps that I, I love me a good wide receiver. Yeah. Um I think that Hollywood Brown is in a great situation to produce pretty good numbers and looking at my current team he would be my wide receiver five um so i would happily take him here this late in the draft he was uh, who i was i
1: i love that pick yeah, i was gonna so take I'm, him uh, if i didn't take kirk cousins because i agree Hollywood with
0: you to uh kind of give me some more depth that wide receiver yeah
1: i i like that pick uh after that deandre hopkins goes he is still currently not on a team but that will change and darren waller it's finally off the board. Zach Charbonnet and Kadarius Tony follow suit. And, Yeti, it's back to you, and you still only have one quarterback.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I think I might take a quarterback here, or should I leave it for the next round? I,
1: <laughs> I don't know. You're really exhausting me. You're making me nervous.
0: mm <laughs> You know what? I'm going to make you wait a little longer. Um, I'm going to take a guy here uh, who I think has a shit ton of upside considering um, Alvin Kamara's situation is kind of uncertain at this point. We don't know if he's going to play the season. Even if he does play the season, he's an aging running back. And I'm going to secure a running back of the future who I truly do believe in. And I'm going to take Ken Dre Miller running back for the
1: Saints. My real dynasty team is uh, really hoping you you uh, are right on that. But right after that, Deontay Johnson goes, and Jordan Love follows suit, and it's back to me. I've got three quarterbacks in Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, and Kirk Cousins. I have four wide receivers in Traylon Burks, Jerry Judy, Stephon Diggs, and Amon Ross St. Brown. And I only have two running backs in Josh Jacobs and Cam Akers. I still don't have a tight end. And as we know, tight ends are very, very week-to-week week and situational. I do like the Muth, though. I'm a big fan of Pat Fryer-Muth. He was the um, the wide receiver, two for the Steelers last year, even though he played the tight end role. And he's young. He's talented. He's still there. And I think I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and take him. So I've, I'll finally sure up that tight end position, and I will take the Muth. So after that is Devin. Oh, I have been saying it wrong. It's a Kane or I, I don't know. A- how, A-chain. A-chain kind of like that it does sound I don't know if that's right either that's
2: just I think if we
1: start saying it I think enough we'll get the brainiacs on board and we'll just call them a chain yeah I like that all right let's roll with it all All right right. so a chain goes Scotty it's over to you currently your roster is Joey B and CJ Stroud at quarterback your running backs are Gibbs ETN and Madison and your wide receivers are Dotson Pittman DJ Moore and Jalen Waddle what are you doing
2: uh, I'm also going to take a third quarterback here. And just for the upside of potentially one of the best teams in the league, maybe I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and have him sit on my bench on the off chance he goes off. I'm going to throw him in and it's going to be great.
1: I actually kind of like that because, you know, CJ Stroud, there's a rookie quarterbacks usually don't hit. So to get someone like Aaron Rodgers, who should be a usable serviceable quarterback, you could still play him while CJ Stroud figures out how to play in the NFL. So I like that mm-hmm. pick for you. Following that, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara go, and then Keenan Allen, followed by Michael Mayer. It's back to you, Scotty.
2: Uh, Keenan Allen in the 11th round, man. That's a value.
1: Um,
2: I'm going to go ahead and take that tight end that I was telling you about, and Mr. David Njoku. Oh, buddy. Uh, I'm back on the David <laughs> Njoku Yeah, Joku baby, let's I us Assuming that Deshaun Watson didn't forget how to play football, David Njoku is going to have a massive year. If you just look at all of the best players Uh, tight ends in the history of football recently you have people like Travis Kelsey you have people like Rob Gronkowski you have these players who are tied to elite quarterbacks if he can get back to a semblance of an elite quarterback I think David Njoku is going to benefit heavily I think he's a steal uh, going as late as he is as far as tight ends are concerned and I think he's got a lot of upside
1: okay after Njoku Mike Williams is gone and it's over to me who I should take via ADP is Geno Smith But I don't need another quarterback right now because I've already got three. I think... uh, I I need another running back, and I know that. So the the top running backs right now are James Cook, A.J. Dillon, and David Montgomery. We haven't really talked about David Montgomery a ton. I'm in the camp that I think David Montgomery is going to be in a similar role to what Jamal Williams was last year. I I think Gibbs is going to... They're going to share a lot of time, but I think Montgomery could be that goal linebacker. So... I'm interested in him, but currently James Cook, it's his position to lose. So, and he's young and I'm going to go ahead and just take him. He's tied to a good quarterback. The Bills have shown that they are are stated that they want to get a running back that can be both pass heavy and ke- or run heavy. So, They want to see if James Cook can fill that role. I'm willing to take a shot on him as my RB3, so I've done that, and David Montgomery and James Conner both go after that. Yeti, it's to you. Your current roster, you still do not have a quarterback. You have Lamar Jackson as your only quarterback. Your wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Higgins, Quentin Johnson, uh, Chris Godwin, and Hollywood Brown. Your running backs being Eckler, Mixon, and Miller and your tight end being Hawkinson. Will you please, for the love of Jesus Christ, take a quarterback?
0: All right, all right. I'm going to do it. I'm taking Thank a God. quarterback here, obviously, uh, you. to, uh, to uh, fill the rules of this mock draft. Um, so currently, Geno Smith and Trey Lance are the two top guys that are uh, Sleeper recommends to me, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Russell Wilson. Um, I think the Broncos team is going to take a big step forward this year under Sean Payton. Obviously, it can't get much worse than last year when they're last, (laughs) you know, as far as points per game. Um, And I expect uh, Russ to go back to, you know, top 15 numbers. And as my quarterback, too, I'll happily take that behind Lamar Jackson. So,
1: Okay. You, uh, You took Russell Wilson. Evan Ingram and Mike Evans went after that. And we are completed with our mock draft. Scotty, if you had to roll with this as your dynasty team... Would you, be, would you be happy with this team, or or uh, would you not be happy with it?
2: Uh, it Honestly, it kind of falls in how most of my fantasy teams do, which is a lot of upside, a lot of risk. There's a lot of unknowns going on in this team, but I have pretty much all youth. I've got a couple guys that can back me up in case some of these younger guys don't pan out. Um, ultimately, if I had to give myself an outlook for the season, I think I am not necessarily in a win-now mode, so I'm looking just to make smart moves throughout the season and steal wins when I can't.
1: Well, give yourself a letter grade. Uh,
2: I'd give it a B minus because I don't really exactly have... exactly where
1: I was going to put mine. Yeah,
2: I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd give it a B
1: minus. Yeah, I think I, I, I tend to agree with you for mine. That's that's where I see myself as well as right at a B minus. I think I have a lot of youth and i think i also have a medley of guys that that could kind of get it done now but for the most part i have a lot of youth so i know i'm pretty weak at running back that's a, a huge concern for me and some of these wide receivers have to hit so much like you scotty i think my quarterbacks are pretty fine i've got josh allen jones and, and cousins so i'm okay there but my wide receivers they have a lot of upside but they're unproven so that's that's a lot of concern for me as well yeti how do you feel about your team i i give myself a B B minus like i said
0: well, I'm going to break the slump here and I'm going to go give myself a B. Uh, oh, damn. Because, yeah, yeah, I'm going way above you guys. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I give myself a B just because I look at my roster. Uh, obviously, I started with Lamar Jackson, who I'm a big believer in, but you, I understand the risk that comes with him. I understand that he's missed a good portion of the games, of his games the past two seasons. So it's just a matter of him staying healthy. Um, I like my wide receiver group a lot. Um, AJ Brown and T Higgins Those are two guys I can get it done co- Consistently and put up wide receiver One numbers I love my running Backs they're older but I think This year um, my team Could be a contender obviously uh, Have some some Age issues but I, I'm not upset with this team I would Roll with it for Dynasty
1: Okay well I'm glad that we had the, uh, the Time to do this today gentlemen So I appreciate you guys joining Us For all those Brainiacs out there that joined us during this draft. We'll post this up over on our Twitter and Instagram pages and let you guys vote as to which team you like the best. And that's it. That's all I got. Gentlemen, is there anything you guys have before we get the hell out of here? I just want to ask one thing about our mock draft
0: that I thought was kind of interesting. So the Chargers wide receiver room. Quentin Johnson went in the sixth round, who I drafted. But then you had Keenan Allen go in the 11th uh so the first pick in the 11th round and then mike williams he was the fourth pick in the 11th round do you guys feel like their adp should be that far apart as far as quentin johnson is the guy to draft five rounds earlier or would you argue that keenan allen or mike williams and five rounds later is worth the pick better value i should say
1: i, I... I don't know how dynasty. Scott I mean I don't know how Scotty feels about this. I am of the camp that for dynasty, yeah, I think that's that's completely fair in my opinion. I think that Quentin Johnson is the guy to own in a dynasty league and I'm not surprised that that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams fell that far. I think they could have a lot of value this year, but in, you know, with dynasty you have to be looking into the future. You have to be taking those estimated risks and guesses as to What's going to happen in the future? You look at both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They struggled to stay on the field last year, and I I, I stated last week's episode with Keenan Allen. I think he is a ticking time bomb. You can get value out of him this year, but he's thirty two years or he's thirty one years old. He's getting older. He's you know he's shown injury, and even if he doesn't get injured, at thirty one years old, like he's he's not in his prime anymore. Keenan Allen is out of his prime. Will he still have fantasy use this this year? Absolutely. Will he have fantasy use next year? Potentially. But we're going to see him start to physically decline as well as, you know, injury aside, he's still going to physically decline as well, as well as Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams, he's a steady wide receiver too. He's a little bit younger than Keenan Allen. But they spent, and by they, I mean the Chargers spent a first-round pick on a wide receiver. And I was of the camp in Dynasty purposes before their draft. Justin Herbert was a potential sell for me because I... This offense is shaping up to be kind of scary. I like that they got a wide receiver for him because they needed to, because both of their wide receivers were getting hurt last year, and Josh Palmer was their wide receiver one. There is also concerns with Austin Eckler, and I'm not saying him, but long-term, so for dynasty purposes. So, like, you look at this team as a whole, Quentin Johnson's in a fantastic position to end up being a a very dominant wide receiver tied to a good quarterback because – He's the only one potentially in this offense. So that's my take on it. I like Quentin Johnston in a dynasty format over both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I think that's why we see a lot of that disparity.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no question that Quentin Johnston should be the one taken first. Um, I think depending on the makeup of your team. So like like I said, you know, over and over again, my team is, uh, you know, in this mock draft was very, very youthful. I've got a lot of, uh, you know, I'm basically betting on the future and betting on making good moves during the season. Uh, but if I'm on a team that's shaping up to be a win-now team, I think I have a good chance to be a contender right now. I wouldn't mind taking Keenan Allen a couple rounds earlier than what he went in this draft because he's a home-run threat. This, the thing is, is that the Chargers this year have potential to be the team that throws the ball more than any other team in the league. Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver on that team. If he is able to stay healthy for 14, 15 games, that dude could be a you know top – five top well maybe not top five but he's going to be up there in terms of wide receivers he's a home run threat that you can get later in draft so I would take him a little bit earlier than that Um, given the makeup of my team obviously didn't make sense but I think for a lot of teams it could make sense to take him a little bit closer to Quentin Johnston uh, but certainly Johnston is the the out and out number one in dynasty drafts
1: do you think let's just in a redraft format or even not in a redraft, does, does uh, Keenan Allen, all injuries and BS, is, I mean, you have to bake that into this, as he finishes a yeah. top 20 wide receiver this year?
2: Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, obviously you bake that into it. Um, you're betting on him staying healthy. Uh, no, but, I
1: understand that, so I'm asking right. you, do you believe that all things considered, he'll finish as a top 20 wide receiver this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would draft him like you would, yes. Um, but you you have to bake it into your strategy as well and plan on the fact that, okay, there's a chance that that does not pan out. Um, so you have to you have to take that into account. But ultimately, if he stays healthy, he'll blow that out of the park. Um, so it just depends on your team makeup and how the draft shakes out for you if you're able to take that risk. But if you're able to take that risk, I'm taking it 100%. I'm targeting Keenan Allen drafts this year, if that answers your question.
1: Okay. Yeti?
0: Um. Yeah, I think Keenan Allen can finish as a top twenty wide receiver. Do you think he year.
1: will finish as a top do twenty wide receiver? I think he will. Yeah, I do. Okay. Flip a coin. I, I don't. So I'll, <laughs> I'll. We'll. We'll. Uh. We'll see at the end of the season how this we need to keep a spreadsheet of all the things that we've talked about, like on whose side of what, just to kind of see who's right and wrong. So, Yeti, I don't know if you've been doing this under the table because it seems like something you would do. Uh, Okay, we'll start it. We'll start it here with this and and we'll put a doc on there just to kind of see like the things that we think here. So um, I don't think you will put money
0: on it instead.
1: I went to the casino and I know (laughs) I know. All right. Uh, Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about with this or anything else? football related.
2: Um, I I guess it, while we're just talking about players that are kind of interesting, uh, what do you guys think about the Steelers wide receiver room? Because it's very confusing to me why George Pickens seems to be going first. It doesn't make much sense. I don't understand that.
1: Probably due to age would be my best guess I, in a dynasty format. Deontay Johnson would be who I would want to own in that, right. in that wide receiver. For redraft purposes, I'm taking Johnson over Pickens every single time. Like I mentioned earlier, the Muth was actually the wide receiver too in terms of like usage in that offense last year. So Pickens, has he was a rookie last year. He was playing with a rookie quarterback. I expect both Pickett and Pickens to take steps in the right direction, but – I still think Johnson finishes higher than Pickett does this year, or than Pickens does this year. So I, I think more than anything else, it's probably due to youth, would be my best guess.
0: Yeah, I, I would say it's probably due to Pickett, Pickens being a second year guy. Um, and we saw Deontay last season. He had a case of the drops. Um, he dropped a lot of balls that he should have been catching. Oh, excuse me. Even though he, he did lead the Steelers room with 141 targets, like he wasn't as productive with them as you, as you would hope, right? Like he finished outside of the wide receiver two range last season with that many targets. Um, I think with Pickens though, what, what's exciting aside from his youth is the, are the amount of targets that he's seeing in the red zone. Um, he's seeing 20 targets in the red zone, which is great because he's a tall, dude who can go up and get the ball which i think obviously you need to consider that when we're talking about fantasy um the fact that they're kind of i think pickens is being drafted above deontay is a stretch in my opinion i think i'd rather have deontay a couple rounds later than pickens but i understand why pickens is going as late or earlier do i think pickens will be a wide receiver too no Do I think Deontay can be? Yes. Based off of his volume, yes. Yep, I agree.
1: Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this. All the Brainiacs out there that tuned in, greatly appreciate it. If you're not already doing it, hit the subscribe, do all the things, and make sure more than anything else you're following us over on both of our social media pages, Instagram and Twitter twitter and we also have a website leatherbrains.com go check it out we are writing articles over there find the podcast there find all our socials there so yeah we have a newsletter so uh, all you got to do is go to the website click subscribe put in your email address and it hits your inbox with curated custom fantasy and nfl content super easy to do go do it and we appreciate everything you guys do to continue to make this fun for us and we are out
0: if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune into to our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs. And remember, Brainiacs, a championship should be more than a fantasy.